welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Richard Dotson, here with my fellow host, Matt O'Hara. Hey, Rich. We're about to geek out on some Dynasty Fantasy Football. Yeah, get ready. Yeah, after this long, glorious Memorial Day weekend. Shout out to all the vets uh, that are here with us today, and even the ones that gave up the greatest sacrifice of all to let us have the freedom to play Dynasty Fantasy Football. God bless those guys. I echo those sentiments. Very nicely mm-hmm. said, Rich. It was nicely said. Mm-hmm. Thanks, man. Thanks. So we're back today on this lovely Tuesday evening. Um, as our Cavs are going to the finals. Ooh. Just to let you know, if the Cavs do play in the finals, we won't be here to record. Actually, we're going to do some pre-recordings since we're doing some mock drafts. So we had the our official 15-year league, Dynasty Nerds League, uh, has our draft this Saturday. Right. So we're going to be doing a draft recap show of that, kind of break it down a little bit, which kind of coincides with this, but it'll let you know the results and what we feel about it, good value, um, not but good value. Uh, and then we'll do the third, fourth round of our rookie mock draft and get into detail. Because after, once you get in the bat time part of this third, the rest is kind of ugh, it get, stinky. It gets a little ugly. Yeah. yeah. Little little me looking in the mirror there. <laughs> Goo. Hey, man, you're looking all right today. I am looking all right. You got a nice little suntan this weekend, huh? Oh, yeah. I got a little tan. Yeah. Went outside. Seriously, all weekend long until yesterday, I was outside literally almost every second of me being away. Yeah. It was crazy. Pool. It was a nice weekend for sun, it. Sun. Yeah. Saturday night, guys' night, drink a lot of beer, drink a lot of whiskey. Shout out to one of my league mates. Sent me, uh, he owns a distillery, sent me two bottles of one of bourbon and one of whiskey. We drank the whiskey. Uh, I threw up. Ooh. True story. Wow. I haven't thrown up in years. I mean, years. I told my wife. She's like, I knew that's what you were going to say in the first thing in the morning. Well, I'm sorry I missed it. Um, you know, I was off camping. I would have loved to have been there to watch you uh, puke. I was Detroit yeah. Rock City. Six nice. hours hard of heavy shot drinking and beers. Man, party on Wayne. Yeah, it was uh, It was excellent. Most excellent. You know they're making a Bill and Ted Excellent, excellent Adventure 3? I did hear rumors of that, yeah. Gnarly. Yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah, sure. No, I mean, I watched the first two. Might as well complete the trilogy. Why not? We, yeah. uh, who's going to play Rufus? I mean, obviously not George Carlin. Love that guy. Amazing. George Carlin. George top Carlin. Top three all-time comedian, right? Oh, yeah. Am I right? He's one of my favorites. Who's your top three comedians? Him. Me. Yeah. You. Uh, and uh, Like Dave Chappelle, obviously. Yeah, He's for me, it's good. Dave Chappelle, one. Yeah. Hands down. Love that guy. George Carlin and Mitch Hedberg. Okay. Those are my top three. All right. Love those guys. I can't think of a third one off the top of my head. It's It's not you. Oh, well, there goes mine. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It was a great weekend. I know. I mean, I mean, I enjoy your company and all. Yeah. And I, I, think, know, and I think you're funny. Well, you show up. That's yeah, all that matters. Right. But just not, like, long-term funny. Right. Like, oh, my God, I almost tinkled myself down my leg a little bit. I can't listen to you for a half hour and expect Whoa, to Whoa, you listen let... to me every oh. Tuesday for an hour. What are you talking <laughs> oh, yeah. about? Oh, yeah. You're over there giggling like you're a schoolgirl. Like, hee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee. Crystal balls. <laughs> All right, well, I don't need you. I don't need your fan support. I already have a president of my fan club anyways. That's right. It's yourself. It's Colleen. Oh, all right. I'm just nominating her. Oh, perfect. (laughs) She's always there to support me. Shout out, Colleen. (laughs) People always, every time she picks, like, everybody says anything about rookies, like, I just listen to Rich because every time I don't, it doesn't end up well. I'm like, yeah, you tell him, Colleen. You tell him. Yeah, so we're back today. Going to pick up where we left off. Last week, we did a round one rookie mock draft. Mm -hmm. Ooh. 
Let's see where we got. We got uh, number one, it went Saquon Barkley. Number two, it went Sony Michelle. Number three, it went Rashad Penny. Number four, Darius Geis. Number five, Nick Chubb. Number six, Royce Freeman. Number seven, Cortland Sun. Number eight, Karrion Johnson. Number nine, Calvin Ridley. Number 10, DJ Moore. Number 11, Mike Kosicki. And number 12, Anthony Miller. That was a big glass of water because we're all refreshed. Ooh. Very so we are round two. But before we get into round two, Matthew. Yes. It's a little news and note. Oh, let's lay it on me. Brandon Marshall signs with the Seattle Seahawks. It's a one-year accord. Does that turn you on? Uh, not really, no. Does uh, that excite you? Not at all. Does it tingle you in your most tingly spots? No, I think he might be able to, he might have some touchdown value. Um, because he obviously they lost Jimmy Graham. They haven't really I don't think replaced talent. Talent for as talent there. Yeah. I mean, just as a as a red zone threat. I look to thing. see a little bit more Rashad Penny. Um, right. No, I, I think he's going to be a moving the chains guy. His his value is going to be solely dependent on how many touchdowns he scores. So he's going to be a little bit volatile, I would say, for a I was wondering receiver. if he was even going to make the team out of camp, personally. And I was like, you know what? There's not a lot of competition there. No, I mean, I think he'll make the team. But I want to see a little yeah. bit more of, you know, like a little Mar Darbo kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to see some of these young guys kind of step up. I mean. Well, you're right. You're Lockett. right. Yeah. I mean, is this guy ever going to. Is Lockett ever. You know, like they, they have tom- so many young guys on there. Like you've got to let them breathe. you got to let them eat. If you don't let them eat, what's going to happen, Matt? They're going to starve. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes to starve. No. You know? I've seen 1995 Ethiopian videos. They're not cool. Definitely not. Definitely not. So, Brandon Marshall goes there. I don't think it's anything to write home about. Uh, maybe he'll have a good year. Maybe he won't. But I mean, I, he looked pretty washed up. You know, I mean, it's not like very washed. Up. What are you, 34. He's getting up there. Yeah, okay. he's he's a big. To me, that's a young buck. He's a big, slow possession wide receiver at this point in his career. Yeah, no need for that. That's what he is. That's yeah. it, right? That's the only news and notes. I mean, the only, I mean, the only, the only offshoot of that is maybe some of these other guys that are sitting out there waiting to be signed. Maybe that kind of set a market for them. Who, who knows? We'll see. Des Bryant <clears throat> still out there. He's gonna need like an injury in camp for somebody to bring. Nobody even wants to touch him. It's a possibility. It seems very weird every time he sends out a, uh, you know, a tweet or something cryptic on, or not even cryptic, just saying I want to play for that team. That the team like throws their hands up in the air and is like, nope, no, we're good. We we yeah. like we like what we have at wide receiver. Thank you very much. Hey, Seattle looks great this time of year. Hi, Brandon Marshall, you yeah. big slow uh, possession receiver. Is what we heard from the dynasty nerds, and you know that's that's what we go by here in Seattle. Uh, we want to sign us. Well, Des is out there. <laughs> Cracker, please. Yeah, it's um, it's getting a little bit alarming for the people that probably own him. Uh, yeah, that he's still sitting out there and he's, has uh, a ton of team. He's and, that that tells you all you need to know. Um, people like like you said, people are just throwing their hands up. You know, they're well, playing well, my he, song. Right, he tweeted something about want, liking he would like to play in San Francisco, and San Francisco uh, general manager John Lynch basically said, no, we like our uh, wide receiver core just the way it is. Thank you very much. <laughs> hey, I'd like to play in San Fran. <laughs> yeah, it is nice this time of the year, isn't it? Have a good life. <laughs> hey, I'd like to play in Seattle. Yeah, we don't need you either. Yeah. So um, it's... The Jets? Eh, I don't think he's thrown out throwing that out yet. Did you see that report about my boy Chad Hansen looking good in OTAs? I did. Yeah, I know that mm. got you excited. Oh, yeah, got a little tingly sensation. Mm-hmm. Not in the my most private plot spot. There's been a lot of of fluff coming out of there though. Teddy Bridgewater apparently looking really good. Yeah, as but well. Teddy is good though. I know. 
I don't understand. Like, but I, is that real, or are they just trying to inflate his trade value because they've got three quarterbacks? They could be trying to inflate his trade value, but I think like he needs time, and I think right. – it's weird that like Arizona would have signed Sam Bradford, like they're going to win anything this year anyways, and not sign a guy like Teddy Bridgewater. You yeah, know? no, I, I totally agree with you. Sense. Yeah, that that doesn't make sense. Uh, another guy that was out of that camp, uh, Chris Chris Herndon, the uh, tight end. Yeah, uh, early reports are that he's looked pretty good there as well. So. Ooh, let me change my mock draft in round two. There you go. I don't, I don't know if that would change. Round How old two. is Herndon? Is he like? No, he's normal. Is tight he normal end. age? Nor- normal college tight end age. Yeah. It's the guy from the Houston that is the other guy that's really old. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Atkins or whatever. Atkins, yeah. I know we got a couple of grandpas in here trying sure. to get back yeah. to the NFL. It's yeah. like me trying to set up for the NFL right now. I'm like, Rich, you're almost 39. I'm like, I know. But I got I got one or two good plays in me. <laughs> well, baby, age is just a number. All right. Ask my wife. I'm a youthful. I'm exo- uh, exuberant. Exuberant. Yes. Yeah. Yes, ask me those kind of questions. How's your ex- how's your hoobering going? It's going most excellent. <laughs> All right. Let's get into round two, shall we? Let's do it, man. All right. So starting off round two, I lended round one. So as you know, we're going, well, if you don't know, maybe this is the first time you ever listened to this show. If you should, you should go back and listen to some more episodes. Right. Leave us a rating and review. Especially that last happens. week since, you know, it leads up into yeah. this one. It, you see round two under the, it has to say round one underneath. Right, you should go to round one first. Even if you're dyslexic, that would still come up right, right? It should. Okay. Yeah. So I took Anthony Miller. So here we are. Matt O'Hara, you're on the clock with the first pick in the two round, the second round. This is a very valuable pick right now because people have had minutes to think about who they want at the top of the second round. Absolutely. You're not trading. No, I'm not trading. I'm staying pat. I'm staying pat. I'm going to pick. I'm going to use the pick, and my pick is going to be DJ Chark. I know, that, oh, I know that you hate it. And, What's and happening to me? You're making disgusting oh, my sounds. My insides are now my outsides. But oh, I think very, I just puked again. Very talented wide receiver out of LSU. Oh, did I poo myself? No, I'm good. Six foot three, 199 pounds, with blazing four three four forty. Ooh. And he also comes with a twenty three point two yards per catch average last year. Thirty five receptions, only thirty five receptions. Now, this is not a prolific offense that throws the ball a whole lot there at LSU for 811 yards. Wow. Um, 66 catches for 1,351 yards and six touchdowns in two years. In two years, right. 43% of his catches were for 20-plus yards. So he is a big play type of guy. He's only 21 years old, and he offers a ton of upside in my eyes. For a team that you know doesn't have anybody that's really solidified any roles there in the wide receiver core, I know there were a couple of guys that flashed yet last year. Um, you know, D.D. Westbrook, Keenan Cole, mm-hmm. and then they they bring in uh, Dante Moncrief on this one year, you know, type of prove it deal. But to me, to use the high second round pick, they really like what they see out of D.J. Shark. He's going to offer something that those other guys maybe don't, and he's just got a ton of upside. I, l- I love the player, and and that's why I'm picking him second round. And listen, pick. I don't even need to bust up my crystal balls to see you making this pick because you've been preaching this guy for a long time. You put him in the first round. To me, though, I don't care. It doesn't matter. You got to know your crowd. If you're going to take this guy, obviously, we're not. you can't trade down here. You should definitely trade down uh, probably like three, four spots because people will be foaming at the mouth to get a guy like Ronald Jones here and the guy who I'm going to take next, like a Michael Gallup. Uh, it would be silly to take DJ Chark here. Uh, I to, agree. You to, could probably get him a few picks later. Yeah, to me, it's just – like you said, what's ahead of him? Well, they just signed Marquis Lee to a four-year extension, right? And then maybe he's at the potential number one. Uh, 
they they signed uh, Dante Moncrief to a one year deal, even though, but it's still eight and a half million, I think, somewhere around there. Dude's gonna play. You have D.D. Westbrook, who looked pretty good last year. Keelan Cole, I'm not going to jump on that huge bandwagon. He made a couple big plays here and there. But, you know, at the same time, he had a, he had his drop issues late round. They wouldn't bring all these other people in. Uh, they wouldn't draft the Chark as high as they did or bring Dante Moncrief in. They were so confident in Keelan Cole. That tells me all I need to know about Keelan Cole. Um, I have him in a couple of my leagues rostered, but he's, you know, it's like nothing I am in love with. Right. If, he, if, he, if he takes another step forward, doesn't shock me, but I'm not overly in love with him. You're not – you're not – you're not looking at your roster thinking, I'm good at wide receiver. I've got Ke- um, you know, Keelan Kohler. So. Oh, no, that's danger, Roy Robinson. Right. So, for me, the reason, again, I, I think this pick is a huge reach here is, again, I don't think he's a bad player. But I said before when I thought he was like somewhat of a one-trick pony, and you shot me down there too, but he is a deep threat. And I think his route running is not overly glorious. So, now he – and it's fine because I think year one is going to be like a red shirt year and he'll be used as exactly what he is, that deep threat. And sure. kind of where they use like Keelan Cole is last year is that nice deep threat. And he has DD there to compete with as well. Not overly worried about Dante Moncrief, but Dante Moncrief is still young. Um, I know you don't like him at all, but if he does come in and he has some success, that's something they might time. You know, they can pull the uh, Alshon Jeffrey sign midseason. That would really hurt Chark's value because then he just becomes – Literally that deep threat. Um, way too early. He's a hit, he's a hit and miss player then. You're never really going to be able to start him. To me, with the first pick in the second round, there's way too much gamble there, you know what I mean, to right, yeah. take a player there. If I'm going to gamble, I'm going to gamble on a guy like Ronald Jones, hope for high upside early. Because if I take Ronald Jones, we'll get to him when he gets selected, and I'll tell you what I'm going to do with him. But for Chark, it's just there's way better upside somewhere else. So for me, with the very next pick, if you take Chark, um, after I wash all the all the the sticky stuff off my legs, I'm so excited now that you made that pick. I rush to the podium, I drop kick the commissioner to show him how excited I am. I grab the microphone and I go into it with pick two two in the second round, the best team in the world, richest team takes Michael Gallup, wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, for me, Michael Gallup out of Colorado State, six foot, 205, runs a four five one. You know, in uh, two years there, he caught 176 passes for 2,685 yards and 21 touchdowns. Sexy. That's a lot. This guy's just a fantastic athlete. He is. Really good route runner um, that got better from 16 to 17 significantly. And looked really good with the ball in his hands. And he's, he, he was real aggressive, not afraid to go and get it. And that's exactly who they need there in Dallas right away. If you see some of these guys out here on ESPN and all these other shows, these guys are like the big wigs in fantasy, allegedly, and they're doing these redraft mock drafts, you'll see Michael Gallup's name in there popping up because he has a chance to contribute right away. Um, he's one of these guys that could be – out of the rookies, one of the top – how we mentioned Anthony Miller, how we liked him. Right. He's right up there. That's who I was debating between, Gallup and Miller, between the first and second round. You know, at, at pick 12. I was considering him at 12 here. And I think I was in, if I was in multiple leagues with the same pick at 12 because I was just a dominant son of a bitch, uh, I would dominate by alternating between Gallup and Miller to have a share there in different leagues. And for me, I think he's going to come in. I think he's going to help right away to the point where – if you're a real desperate at receiver, you might be able to start him. Maybe finish as a wide receiver four, but still, when you have nothing there, that might help. And I think the long-term upside with his size, his aggressiveness, 
reacts with the ball and the way he moves with the ball in his hands and his catching ability along with his route run ability, I think he's a very, very good investment. Not just for this year, obviously, because it's hard for a receiver to produce, but for the upcoming years. I think Michael Gallup, when we're doing his show 365 days from now, he could have one of those people, again, one of those rises in the dynasty ranks where like people are extremely, extremely excited about him and his dynasty startup value is in like the fourth round. I mean, I can obviously see all that happening. He's got a um a much clearer path to playing time probably than than DJ Chark. So even when we were talking pre show, like kinda going through who we thought we were gonna pick at what places I said, you know, Michael Gallup's probably a player that's going to go earlier. Like, that's probably the better pick for, for this this early in this round. I just happen to like DJ Chark better, so that's why I'm going to take him okay. where I think he, he deserves to go. Um, but Gallup, Gallup, I would have no problem with if if somebody took him at 12 or 13 or anything like that. Remember how much we like Doriel Green Beckham? I understand. Just saying. What does that have to do with DJ Chark? I don't know. Just all right. Time you mess, that's all. It, it happens every once in a it, while. It happens. Yeah. We're all not, you know, we're not all not rich shots, and I get it. But he uh, was a high upside player that we even coined as a boom bust player. We did, and he was a complete bust. Right. Uh, but, you know, like you said, can't win them all. You flip a coin, it's going to be 50 50. You can't. Unless it lands on its side perfectly. And then you're just going to be like, oh, my goodness. If that ever happened, I'd just go play the lottery right away. Would you? Yeah. What numbers would you pick? I don't know. Heads and tails? Maybe. Those are even real numbers, Matt. I would just pick any numbers. It wouldn't matter because that, that's how lucky I would be at that pre- present time. I mean, clearly. Um, oh, look how lucky I am. Look at how lucky I am. It landed right on the Professional edge. Professional coin tosser. Um, all right. So you're on the clock now. Um, third pick in the second round. Um, this is a guy that we were, we were talking about early on in the process that we probably would have had in the first round. And I think the more that we watched, not necessarily of him, but maybe some of the other players, he got bumped down the list a little bit and then landing spot was another um, semi-negative um, in in James Washington uh, landing with the Steelers. Um, obviously, he doesn't have a lot of of you know uh, ability to get on the field right away. He's going to be stuck behind some guys, and, and he's going to have to carve out a role, kind of I like a complementary role early. They do want three wide receiver sets. I think he will be on the field a little bit more. I feel like with this guy here, with James Washington, the 2017 Bolitnikoff winner on the Pittsburgh Steelers, this is a guy that we loved a lot mm-hmm. in the pre-draft process. And we bumped him down strictly just where he was drafted. And I think there's a part of me thinks that, like, we might be making a big mistake here. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and it, and it just seems natural because we had him ahead of, you know, some guys that we've already, t- you know, we had him ahead of Miller. We had him ahead of Gallup. We had him ahead of Shark. And now, and same thing, like, so this is, so for you taking DJ Shark, right? We had Washington ahead of him the whole time. Right. And you're talking patience anyway, so why would you take Chark ahead of Washington? Because I'm telling you, everything you read of OTAs already, and just watching the film of OTAs of him, he looks fantastic. Everything we loved about him, he's already showing there. And big, you know, he has a chance to gain Big Ben's respect early. They love to run those three-wide receivers. Remember, Eli Rogers had some um, mildly hit-and-miss kind of like spot-start potential there. Right. And Well, that's the thing. I mean – I think he is very talented. I think he got bumped down because his upside right now for this, you know, the short term is is like that spotty That's fantasy value. That. Not but, really. But same thing, okay, but still same thing with DJ Chark, though. <clears throat> yeah, uh, yeah, I guess you can make he's the more, same exact he's, argument. He's yeah. just as spotty as a leopard, not as spotty as James Washington. 
Well, I just happen to like DJ Shark a little bit more. I will, and that's not, why I'm picking. I, that's I why I'm picking him that. two spots ahead. And this guy's just a big play threat wide receiver who tracks the ball really bit well. Has really, really, really good hands. Um, runs really good vertical routes. Uh, just, I think he averaged over 20 yards per catch over it, the last three seasons. Um. 2015, he was 20.5, 2016, 19.4, and 2017, 20.6. Just a fantastic career. And here, here's here's what we got to think about, too, man. They drafted Mason Rudolph. That's his college quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like, everything's setting up here for him. I mean, he's going to learn under Antonio Brown, right? Mm-hmm. He's got Juju offset. We don't, we still have, don't have guarantees on Juju. I think long-term play, which is what we play here, Dynasty Fantasy Football, I think we really might be undervalue in James Washington. I think I, you know when we talk about the stars about going to get after the draft. I think I'm going to put a huge star next to James Washington, and in every single league I'm in after this year, I'm pushing hard to get him. I think I think we're undervaluing here at two at two three. I think it's where he's going to go. I think it's where he should go. I just think. Long term, we'll look back at this five years from now. I'm like, you know what? We we remember we said we were undervaluing there because we were looking for more of the ooh sexy pick, better landing spot, and maybe just the overall player. We were kind of pushing to the side. That could be the case here. I mean, that's fair. I I have him above Gallup in my in, on my rankings. So oh, I mean, okay. it's I mean, so this is this so is no, just, I'm the reacher. This is just no. It's, I mean, it's just kind of the way this this thing fell out. I'd have DJ Chark right above him, one just one yeah. spot above him at number twelve, and and James Washington at number thirteen. So, okay, I mean, and that's where he should go, right around there. I mean, I still, I like him over Ronald Jones. Uh, there's a I mean, there's a lot of players like I said last week and the, probably the week before that um, between like eight and like fifteen that that could all be jumbled up together. So, I mean, that's really a hot zone for me in drafts because I think I can get the guys that I really like, you know, at at the nine number nine overall pick, basically, but I can get them in the early second round. So I've been kind of trying to collect those picks as well. Yeah, makes sense. Okay, I'll live with that. I think I, think I wouldn't be mad with him if he goes at 112 right, right around there. Right. Again, I think he's really good value. I, he's a player I like a ton. Uh, a player that I'd be willing to – let me put it this way. Would would you be willing to give up a 2019 first for pick 2-1 to say pick 2-5? Um like I think James I think Washington's it, worth I, a 20. I mean obviously first. obviously only, only if you're making only if you have a need there and obviously only if you're on the clock and he's there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, not ahead of time, but right. I, like I like to move here to get, you know, I wouldn't do it for Chark, but like if I can get Gallup if I can get James Washington uh, here at 2-1, I have no problem giving up my 2019 first for this because then I'm a year ahead of, on, on a receiver. You know, obviously I have a need for a receiver because I'm making a move here, so I don't care about my 19 first. I hopefully have a later pick anyways. You know, if I have a top three, five, five pick, I'm not making a move. Right. But I think it's a nice move here. If you're going to be picking late in the first round regardless, then I don't have a problem with that because I think these guys are – late first round value they're okay. just there's just a lot of late first round value so there's it's spilling over in the second round you know what i just thought of what's that that we forgot in the news and notes we'll talk about it after we get through this out the hunter henry injury oh yeah it broke after we did our podcast last week right after right after and that's why that's why i didn't think to mention it yeah because we were talking about it in great detail afterwards right. working out yep. but um i actually made a trade over the weekend for hunter henry oh wow who who got all antsy uh 
fellow uh, fellow friend, friend, excuse me, fellow uh, Dynasty podcaster, Tyler Gunther oh. of the Dynasty Happy Hour podcast. Okay. Uh, we're in a league of uh, all podcaster league, mm-hmm. and uh, he's like, I need a tight end because he had Hunter Henry. I gave up George Kittle, uh, second round pick in 2019, and a fourth round pick in 2019. Wow! All right, feel like I stole him. Yeah, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean he's only 23. Is little ACL tear. Yeah, I, don't scare me. I mean he's a. I, as I have much Evan as, Ingram already. Don't. As much as I love George Kittle, it's I I like Hunter Henry more. So same way, love yeah. George Kittle. Yeah, like Hunter Henry a little bit more. Right. But you know, if if Kittle pans out, who we like a lot, it could be a pretty. He could get the best side of that deal right. long term. Absolutely, the second round pick. But guess what? The second round pick Tyler's going to be pick two twelve. Sorry, sorry for your luck, buddy. <laughs> um, yeah, I gave him second place in that league last year. Oh, all right. I'll be in first place this year. Travis May won. All right. Dynasty trade calculator fellow, DLF guy. He's going down too, Travis. If you're listening, you're going down too. Wow. You're all going. Everybody in that league, if you're listening, you're all going down. Plain and simple. Smack talking. I think it's the ultimate Dynasty podcast league, listener, league, whatever. Whatever. Sounds I'll, fun, man. I'm winning the whole thing. All right. Uh, moving on here. I'm on the clock next. Yes, you are. So I'm pick 2 4, and I'm doing it, man. I'm taking Ronald Jones the second. That's right, because this is right, I think, is where I think he should go. That's plain and simple. Um, he was the next available guy on my board. You so. know, the USC Tampa Bay running back. This is a guy that had six one point yard, six point one yards per carry, top five in USC history. Um, great plan in his foot, getting upfield, and that's what I really like. You know, his cutback ability, uh, his agility. I think probably the best stop and start on a dime ability out of most of these running backs. Had fifty missed tackles in twenty seventeen. Explosive in space. But, you know, again, goes down pretty easily at times. Um, Doesn't catch the ball very well at all. Not really overly fantastic behind the line of scrimmage. Kind of a little too hesitant for me. A lot to work on for him for me. Where I think he helps an NFL team with his, like, explosiveness. But for me, if I take him here, here, right? Say, Say everybody in the world thought exactly like you and I did. And he this is where he goes. If I have Ronald Jones, I am praying that he shows a little something there. And early on, I could trade him for somebody I like. Yeah. No, I mean, I think he, I think Ronald Jones is, is not going to be available, you know, this late into the second round. A lot of people are going to overdraft him. He's going to be going late first round. Or yeah, actually, yeah, eight, nine, anywhere in that range. This is where he should go. Literally yeah. right here is exactly every single guy. If you took him ahead of DJ Chark, I'd be okay with that. So right around like 15. So I'm okay with it, but he has a great situation. He yes. is a very explosive player, so yes. there's high upside potential there. Don't let anybody compliment uh, Jamal Charles, please, because he's not Jamal Charles in a little bit. But go on. He doesn't. He doesn't play. Uh, I, I mean, for a little guy, Jamal Charles still played a little bit bigger than that. You know what I mean? The only thing they have in common is they both had the same number and they both have dreadlocks. Go on. Um. But like you said, he has vision issues. He runs in the back of his offensive lineman, and he falls down very easily. Uh, you know, when there's any kind of contact, he's getting knocked over. He doesn't have great balance, um, not contact balance anyway. And and this is just this is where he should go. You know what I mean? This is where both of us have him. This is where I feel the value meets up with the talent and, and the situation and everything. And, and but unfortunately, he's gonna get he's gonna get overdrafted in a lot of leagues. So yeah, if, if somebody he misses else here, you don't hate it because right. you already came away with like where we so we took him here at. Um, so it's a two four two four. Yep. So you already have Darius Geis right. is where we had you know same same this same picks. I would have Darius Geis and Ronald Jones. Right. 
If he hits, great. Perfect. If he doesn't, not end of the world here. Where when you take him to first, have all these wide receivers and all these receivers pan out, and he misses, and you're like, ah, crap. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it really starts to sting. I, and I get it. Listen, at the back end of the draft, we took all receivers, essentially. Yes. If you're super hard up, say, like, you know, you, you came in 11th, and it's because your, your running backs are the biggest turds in the world. I get it if you take him here. I, I wouldn't. At the end of the first round, yeah. yeah. I don't, right. I don't, I won't stick it to you there because you're, you're drafting, you know, slightly ahead of our grade here, but you're feeling a need that can give you immediate impact. They did it. They in, did invest a high pick in them, so they're going to give them lots of opportunity. I think when it comes to fantasy production, I'm a little bit worried because I don't think he's going to catch the ball well, so I don't think the PPR points are going to be there. Again, I'm worried about the vision behind the line, so he's going to look for a crease here and there. What are they going to do with Peyton Barber? What are they going to do with Charles Sims? Probably not much on either end of the stick there. But Peyton Barber could come in and be okay. Um, I just don't think, for from a fantasy point production, I, I again, that's why we have him here. I'm not, like, overly excited about it. But the upside right. is there because it's kind of explosive. It's, it's got a, yeah, I mean, he's, he's explosive, and it's in a great situation. So that, yeah. that, that, those are the pluses, the minuses, are all the other stuff that we talked about. And and. And in, in in my book, this is where he lands it. You know what I'm saying? That all that stuff adds up to the fourth pick in the second round. I know what you're saying. You know what I mean? The fifth pick in the second round. I am going to go with a tight end, Dallas Goddard. Yeah, my favorite tight end come on this draft. So yeah, this this guy. I mean, in the shittiest situation of them all. Obviously, lands in a horrible situation, but the the production is what allures me back in right here. I mean, over tight end anyways. over eleven hundred yards the past two years in a row at South Dakota State. Obviously, oh, he's yeah. he's going to be stepping up a a level of competition, but he he lands in a terrible situation going to Philadelphia. Yes, he's going to end up being the number two there. Yes, number two tight end. N- number two tight end. Yes, they run a lot of two tight end sets, but for fantasy value, I mean, you're really a Zach Ertz injury away from having Dallas Goddard be relevant in like the next two or three years. So, Dallas, I mean, he's 27, so his contract's big. Maybe they'll get out from him, but then they'll have to resign Dallas Scotter for cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the player. Right. I hate the situation. And he has he has the production. You know what I mean? And that's what I love about, you know, him as a tight end. You've seen him you've seen him catch a ton of passes, make a bunch of plays. One handed catches. And and put up put up yards, which equals fantasy relevance in my yeah. eyes. So that's where I that's I love Dallas Goddard. He would have gone much higher. He would have been for sure in the first round had he not landed in a situation where he was definitely going to be the wide you oh, know, tight end. He goes end to Baltimore, two. he's tight end one still. I think ahead of Kasiki. Right, absolutely. Personally. Yep. Me um, too. So for me, I love, love the player. I just hate to land in spot, man. Yep. I really do. I'm just you know, Nelson Aguilar gets his fifth year option picked up. He's he's due probably for an extension if he starts playing well again this year. You got Alshon to sign a long-term contract there. You got Zach Ertz, who's already built a good rapport with Carson Wentz, who's proved he's a pass-catching tight end. So that puts you know Goddard fourth as a tight end behind that line as a receiving option. And you still even got guys like Corey Clement, who catches the ball well. They re-signed Darren Sproles. They have Den- Denell Pumphrey as well, so we know what's going on there. I'm just really worried. I know it's a long-term play here, and that's why you take them. But I truly think this long term play is a long term play where it might be it, it might be three or four years before you get exactly. anything out of him. If you get anything out of him, I don't think it's gonna be till year three and four. Which after that it might be, you know, then you have Zach Ertz two which is gonna be fantastic because you have a top three dynasty tight end. 
and get here in the second round. It's just you, when you take them, you just have to be patient because the talent's there. I love the player too, but if you're looking for somebody that's going to help you out right away, you know, you're taking a pen of a guy like Christian Kirk, you know, someone on those lines. Right. Then to me, for a guy that had to wait that long, I know, like, the way, again, I love the player. I, I talked to this guy up a ton. He's my tight end one. It's like, you know what? I could just go elsewhere and I can get a Dallas Goddard next year or somewhere along those lines. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like, do I really? I know because, you know, your taxi squad, then you got, and you're forced to bring them off your taxi squad. It depends how your taxi squad works. But for me, I don't like, I just, I, I don't think, I don't think I'm taking Dallas Goddard here. It would have to be towards the end of the second round for me. Because that's the, not on the player talent here, right. just on what I view as a bona fide asset to my dynasty team. You know? He, I mean, but he, I'm, honoring him, yeah. I'm honoring him for sure. And I know in like three years, so I'll put a big star. Uh, Maybe three stars next to him. <laughs> One, yeah. two, three years from now, so, go, 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 go. Try you to know, make Big star next to James guy. Washington. Little star, mm. big dipper, James Washington, little dipper, Dallas Goddard. Right. Um, so again, I don't think it's a bad pick, but it's not a pick I would make. Understood, man. It's a, it's a definitely, it's a long, long term play. So next pick off the board for me is I'm gonna go ahead and you know I'm taking all these guys I didn't really like a lot, but the value is there. I'm taking Christian Kirk, um, um, Arizona. Nice little bump on his landing spot. They don't have really much going on there. A lot of Browns and then Fitz, but Fitz is on the way out. Josh Rosen, so he's going to have a good rapport with a good young quarterback so he can be that number one guy. Very solid overall receiver, like I said before. A guy that's very good at you know stop-start ability as well. Um, runs good routes. Has pretty good hands. Pretty aggressive with the ball in, in his hands. Kind of turns out a kind of running back kind of guy. Uh, gets in and out of his breaks very quickly. Uh, Kirk with Arizona coming out of Texas A&M. He finished his career with 234 yards, 2,856, 234 catches, 2,856 yards, and 26 touchdowns. It's just, to me, again, Kirk falls in the line where he's like a really good slot receiver. I, I feel like he's definitely a guy I could be wrong about, right? So I don't want to like, trash him too much so I could look back and not look too stupid. And I give him a little bit more bump because a lot of my dynasty brethren and scouts that I respect like this guy a ton. But after watching the tape, I did not like him a ton at all. I honestly. didn't like him initially at all. And then I dug in a little bit more. And, and I think there's some things to like. I think he's got some explosiveness, especially with the ball on his hand, like yeah. you were saying. Um, but he's going to rely on those quick intermediate slant routes to like be – I I don't know. There's a lot more of that in, in the game nowadays, though. So, I mean, there's a spot for him. And no one else on the team will run – I mean – no one can run those routes like him. You know what I mean? Larry Fitzgerald can run underneath stuff, but at this at this stage in the game, he's he's not as explosive as Christian yeah, Kirk. Yeah, Fitz is a slot guy now, so right. you're going to line him up. We'll see. I, I take him here. Listen, and here at 18, I'm really happy to get him. Yeah, I, that's what I think it is. I mean, I think, I think this is another one of those guys that can go anywhere from pick 9, 10, all the way down to here, which really makes it, it – it's a choose your own adventure. Which guy do you like? You Turn know to what page I, 85 exactly. for Christian Kirk. I would bet in most leagues that Kirk will go ahead of James Washington and Kirk will go ahead of I would guarantee, I would bet every league he goes ahead of TJ Chark. I would imagine you're probably right. So, to me here at 18, pretty good value. But again, right where you know, I would take it ahead of Dallas Goddard and I would take it ahead of Chark. So that so even though I got him 18, I'm putting him in my rankings right around pick 16. But for me, him and Callaway, 
are pretty damn close. I would. I mean, talent wise, uh, you know, Callaway's probably more talented. Than yeah. But so we'll see. Got to deal with some knucklehead. Following Callaway very closely here in Cleveland, and so far everything is checking off pretty well. Well, we'll get a chance Seems to like see he... him on Hard Knocks as well, which oh, is cool. Oh, can't wait! I'm so excited. <laughs> Browns. <gasps> Moving on. Moving on to the next pick. What um, pick is it? Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Seventh pick. Is the pick in? Uh, seventh pick in the second round. I'm going to go high upside here and go Kellen Bellage. Like it. Like it a lot. Because listen, as we start to enter these muddy waters, things are starting to get murky. They are getting murky. I'm going to go with high upside here. This is what happens when things get murky. I like to go with things that I that I see. I could I could see some potential huge boom here. You Kellen know? Bellage. Uh-huh. So five or six foot one ish, uh, yeah, like two, yeah, two twenty eight, very Ooh, very big. explosive athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, ran a four point four six in the forty out of uh, forty ounce in the forty yard dash. <laughs> you can tell what I was doing this weekend, uh, and and just playing Yahtzee. Playing Yahtzee, yeah. Okay. Um, he, he was one of those players that never really lived up to maybe his size in college, and, and kind of. Lost his job here and there and stuff like that. But those are the negatives. The positives are the the high upside and 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 just explosiveness and and the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. And That's his highest upside period is that he could play the slot and he has very good hands. He's very good speed hands for his size. I think. I think in a situation in uh, Miami there, mm-hmm. you know, with the way I think Kenyon Drake, where the hype train is his, I think he's going to be more of. You know, that runner, you know, that runner. And I think him and Balazs could get, be a really good one-two combo. And I think, you know, where I don't love Balazs as this, like, sexy stud running back. I think in a situation and where he's at, I think this is tremendous value where you're drafting him. And I think his value will be in PPR leagues. And I think this is a guy also that could turn into tremendous value here with the way he does catch the football. And he could come in there and be that guy and catch forty five footballs to put himself as a low end running back too. Right. And and, and and you know, with with higher upside if if a something happens to Kenyon Drake or or Blas just outplays him. I mean, who knows? I mean the guy didn't lose his job, I don't think, because he wasn't talented. I, I it was just an odd situation there at, at Arizona State. So um I never really did dig in to get the whole con- complete backstory on why he lost Lost his job a little bit here and there. He had eight touchdowns in a game once for Texas Tech. Eight touchdowns in one game. Yeah. So I mean, he's got a huge upside. He showed well in the you know the Senior Bowl and all that kind of stuff. So never let his team in carries. Never let his team in yards. Um, out of his touchdowns, he was mostly a third down and goal line back. Seventy percent of his touchdowns were goal line carries, and they came on goal line carries altogether. So nose for the end zone. I mean, that's so, that, that's a. I mean, I this I think from. A, so just how we talked about like Ronald Jones might not have fantasy value, I think Kellen Balazs could be a really sneaky fantasy guy. Right, because he could be he could be catching passes and scoring touchdowns on and like be a, the goal line guy and get like forty to fifty yards a game or something like forty yards and and a touchdown and five catches or something. Because like he's that. not he's right. not like a it, between, you know he's six foot one. You think okay he's behind a tackles runner, but he had tons of tackles for a loss in college, like tons. Um, and his vision wasn't overly great either. So I like him as a goal line guy. Here, go here. And that's why they use him there. 70% of his touchdowns came that way. And as being a slot receiver with really good hands, I like him there. I mean, 
like I said, it's a, it's a high upside pick. And, and he had 82 receptions for 684 yards. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's fantastic. That's hard to find in, in a college running back. It really is. Yeah, so, and he's got good size. I think he's going to compliment Kenyon Drake really well. Just thinking about it, like putting all like the pieces of the puzzle together, it's like, all right, this guy should probably, you know, if I need running back help, I'm going to take him ahead of Dallas Goddard. I'm gonna, if I need running back help, I'm going to take him ahead of Christian Kirk. If I need running back help, I'm definitely taking him ahead of G.J. Shark. I won't, I'm not opposed to taking this guy right around picks 2-4, 2-5, right around there. Another guy that falls into the list for me of, of like this this smorgasbord, but in this Pilperia area. Fun. Right, it, it really is, man. It, it, so there's going to be a ton of value in this area. To, so if you draft. need help at running back, this is a good guy to target. So if you're coming away with, like, say you have pick 6, pick 7, and you're like, you know what, I'm taking Cortland Sutton or I'm taking D.J. Moore. I'll come back and I'll get Kellen Balaj or same thing. Another guy we're going to take here shortly, like a guy like Naheem Hines, and I'm okay with that. Both upside PPR running backs. Mm-hmm. But, again, the more you think about the touchdowns, definitely Kenyon Drake being there, right? The touchdowns, now obviously Ryan Tannehill's got to move the team downfield to do this. Devontae Parker's got to take that big step forward this year, who I still love Devontae Parker, uh, to be value. But if the, if, if the world's aligned correctly – Balaj could be a sneaky mid running back too. He, he really could, man. Which would uh, be tremendous value. He could be the guy when we look back very next, like when you go back and you look at your rookie draft, right about now, you'll go back and you'll look at the rookie draft last year. Like, where was a good value? Yeah. Like, oh, look oh, at him. I getting can't him believe he round. got him right there. Yeah, I thought he went higher than that. Yeah, yeah. That could be Balaj, really. Yeah. And you're like, wow, he's useful. Window? True hashtag two to three year window. I would agree. I don't right. think it's an overly big window. I would love to take that whatever he does next year because I think whatever he, I think whatever he does like say whatever if he does everything we talked about next year, I think that'd be like the cap like that's it. that's what he's gonna do. He's gonna score the goal line touchdowns and be the PPR back. I don't think he's an in between the tackles runner. Could prove me wrong. So some guys they overcome that. Yeah, yeah, NFL. right, right. Tons of guys. They're just in a that. weird system that doesn't fit them right in college, and and it's kind of round round peg square whole thing if Colin Blush turned in the starter he beat out Kenyon Drake wouldn't be shocking so I don't think he does but it wouldn't be shocking so all right well I'm on the clock now you are on the clock sir number 20 I'm gonna take the first quarterback off the board here I'm taking my guy my oh, favorite player oh my in the NFL Baker Mayfield out of Oklahoma the number one pick in the NFL draft the Heisman Trophy winner drafted by the Cleveland Browns the savior the guy who will make all my dreams come true if I had another son, I would name him Baker, but I don't. So next time I get another dog, I'll name him Baker. If I get goldfish, which I never will, I'll name him Baker as I flush him down the toilet. Bob Baker. <laughs> uh, again, Heisman winner. Most accurate baller, quarterback. Most accurate quarterback in the NFL. The one good quarterback coming in the, the draft. draft. Not the NFL. No, he's the most quarterback in the NFL. All right. He has a miss, he's not, not, not going right. to pass. He's yeah, a right. missed one. Uh, so for me – this was the one guy I said pre-draft the whole time before the NFL draft is if you had to take one quarterback and guarantee he's going to be good. For me, it's Baker Mayfield. Because, listen, when it comes down to quarterbacks, I've been saying this forever. I've been saying this for literally, I think, over 15 years. Is when it comes to quarterbacks, I want them to be smart and I want them to be accurate. That's it. I don't care about how tall you are. I don't care about how far you can rip it. I don't care about that. You know, the quarterbacks that you have to start propping up saying, oh, they could throw 70 yards from the knees. Well, guess why they start saying that? Because they're not good elsewhere. All right. That's not 
What what good great quarterback can throw the ball seventy yards from his knees? Not many. And listen, most passes in the NFL are under twenty yards as it is, anyways. You know, look at the best quarterbacks out there right now. Tom Brady, super strong arm. <laughs> nope, nope. Super smart, pretty accurate. Drew Brees, Hall of Famer, extremely accurate. Dude's hitting the crossbar from thirty yards away. Love that guy, Drew Brees, my boy. Favorite quarterback, one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. Smart, accurate. This is what only quarterback would do. This is what Baker does. Aaron Rodgers does have a super strong arm, but he's also accurate too. He's well, he's a Hall of Famer. So yeah, he's yeah, yeah, he's got a super strong arm. Ben's got a really strong arm. Um, you know, and they're, again, they're, you it, can you good. can get away with it without having a yeah, strong arm. Exactly. Is all is all you're trying to say. And his arm's not even that. It doesn't even no. have a weak arm. But I'm no. just saying, accuracy is the key here. Seventy percent in college, that's tremendous. Love it, love it, love it. For me, in a non-super flex league, you know, taking a quarterback is usually a luxury. Unless you need a quarterback, then you're going to take him a little bit higher here. But I'm going to take Baker. I'm going to sit on for a couple of years. And then as he wins the Browns the Super Bowl, he's going to win me a dynasty championship. It's going to be a splooge fest. I'll be extremely happy. Browns win. Browns win. Baker wins. My goldfish wins. My un, my adopted son that I adopted just strictly so I could name him Baker wins, and my new pet dog Baker the Third wins. That's a lot of winning right there, man. Tell him I'm almost Charlie Sheen. Yeah, basically some tiger blood. Oh Jesus! You're on the clock. Um, with the very next pick, I'm also going to take another Cleveland Brown. Whoa, back to back Browns. Who would have thunk three by uh, pick two point oh nine? Um, but Antonio Callaway just oh. at this point in the draft offers too much upside for me. I'm going to, I'm going to bite the apple here and, and go after the talent with the risky background and, and um, Antonio Galloway, man. I, yes, we, we, we've kind of chronicled his off the field issues. A credit he, card for all little things like that. Right. But his off the field. That's just, again, this should show you how talented this guy is. Failed his, Drug test at the combine. Suspended the entire 2017 season for credit card fraud, and he still got drafted in the fourth round of the NFL draft. Right, and there was—I mean, there was like a—I thought there was like a, an alleged sexual allegation against him as well. But Multiple marijuana, yeah, suspensions. He, needless to say, he is a knucklehead. Um, but you know, five foot eleven, two hundred pounds. 4.41 in the 40. Very explosive. Very explosive player. I mean, this guy kind of does it all. Um, Runs fantastic routes. Explodes off his brakes. Always found himself open. Always got himself open. It's because he's really darn fast, man. Super fast. He's really fast. He's Good really leaping ability. He's, yep. So it's... <clears throat> this is This is where you get into the area of the draft where you're looking at, should I take... Should I take a guy that that's risky? And the answer for me is yes. At at twenty one, I mean, for a guy that on talent alone, you could you could argue he'd be you know seven, eight, nine, ten, somewhere like that in, in the first round, and you're getting him here at the ninth pick in the second round. So it's like me on talent alone, I could be on ESPN doing Matthew Barry's job and having probably a better better uh, hit rate. Maybe equal to. But Maybe you're not. just a risk. But I'm a risk because I'm here in my own studio doing a <laughs> podcast uh, to thousands of people instead. Yeah. 
lucky thousands. Though. The lucky thousands out there. I agree. This is where you take risks. Yeah, this is this, this is definitely where you take because it's uh, it's worth it. It's not like you, you know this guy's coming home to date your daughter or anything like that. Well, he's that's just, not happening. He's just on your fantasy team. That's definitely not happening. One, he's too old. Two, I don't have a daughter. Very good. But I mean, if this guy was a knucklehead. He would have been drafted extremely high, yep. possibly in the first round, and he'd be going higher in your dynasty draft. So if he does put it together, you're getting a steal here in Antonio Callaway. I like to pick a lot. I would take him here as well. Um, so I think it's a good pick. All right. But the next pick, I'm taking Naheem Hines, Indianapolis Colts, running back. Now, the Colts' whole system right there, you got Marlon Mack coming off, I think, shoulder surgery? Question mark. We right. don't know much. Marlon, it, was a, it was a labrum tear, correct? Yeah. Mar- Marlon Mack didn't show me enough last year where I'm all, you know, gun-ho in there. He's, not, he's by no means established yeah, himself. I'm not following right. him into battle. Right. He's not the he's not leading my cavalry, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if I have Marlon Mack, I'm excited about the opportunity, but I'm not going I'm not going TJ Who's Your Mama championship style here. So for me, I'm going to take Naheem Hines for the Colts. You know, a guy who runs with his pads low, video game ass kind of moves in space out there, really really good spin mood, really great balance, showed good ability. Good word coming out of him already out of camp right. as well, and I want to use him. I know he's only five foot eight, hundred ninety eight pounds, but he does run a four three eight. Catches the ball really well. He's really fast. His forte is going to be catching the ball, um, especially early on in his career. But I, 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 all the reports so far are that 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 they love him. He looks great, especially catching passes, and and obviously we chronicled that a little bit as well in some past episodes. But it's it's going to be it's going to be quick fantasy production in my eyes. I think this is a great. Great pick at 2.10 because I think you're going to be able to see right away what you're getting in this. Kind of like a Tariq Cohen. Absolutely. Right? That's yep. a good comp. Like yeah. Tariq Cohen, who a lot of people should be excited about this year, but in a little better spot because, you know, Tariq Cohen plays in Chicago. Naheem Hines is going to be playing in a dome. In a dome. With Andrew Luck. Boom. If Andrew Luck ever returns to the football field. But he's he's the kind of running back that will help any quarterback. Yeah, and he's like a, he's a former, uh, you know, receiver that, that – has converted to running back in the past couple of seasons. So, you know, the guy can run routes, he can catch passes and he's, he's going to be, he's going to be a running back too. I think relatively quickly in, in his NFL career and depending on volume and stuff like that, he could touch running back one numbers easily and just on catchings alone. He could be that guy. If he catches enough footballs, like I yeah. said, he, former slot receiver who had some drop issues and why they moved him to that kind of, you know, possession back third down running back. Shows okay and pass protectability for his size. Um, we'll see if he can get some more work on that in the NFL. But, again, I'm excited. I think he's one of those guys you draft in the back round, the second round, that you can plug and play. For I mean, for a former wide receiver, he runs the ball between the tackles pretty well also. As, and and for a guy that's only 198 pounds, I liked his in-between-the-tackle runs when we, when we watched him on tape. Me too. When we talked about it, when we went through all our months ago, when we were breaking down these rookies, he was a guy that we put a star next to him and said we really liked him. Right. And now he ends up in, out of all the other running backs, he lends up in a great spot. Like him a lot. think he's a great choice here. I think he's slotted right where he should go. But, again, a running back, if you have needs, can go a little bit higher. Because if you can look past size and draft slot, he's going to be somebody that can help you early and somebody you might want to take the risk on ahead of a guy. You know, obviously, you know, if you don't need a quarterback, you don't need Baker, right? Right. If you don't want Goddard, it makes sense there a little bit higher. If you think Antonio Callaway is for sure going to get busted for pot, then you're like, I'm not taking him there. 
if you think Ronald Jones is a turdferg and you want to make catch the football, then let somebody else trade draft Ronald Jones. You trade back a little bit, pick up a second next year, and get your guy Naheem Hines. So, I mean, based on what you just said, you're, you're basically endorsing him anywhere from like 2.05 on. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm and, and comfortable there. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like comfortable. Because remember, take your guys. You know, at the same time, don't don't be afraid of other people's ranks. Matt did it. He took DJ Chark. I sure did. Chark attack. Chark attack. You're on the clock, Matt. Um, with the eleventh pick in the second round, I'm going to go uh, and pick Traquan Smith. Um, obviously, um, he he landed in a great spot there in New Orleans. He's the um, wide receiver out of Central Florida. Um. Six foot two, two hundred and three pounds. So he's got really nice size. Four four nine. Four four nine really in the forty. Thirty seven and a half inch vertical. Um, so the guy can get up and get it. And, long arms. Yeah, very long arms. I mean, who knows Cam Meredith? You know, we like the landing spot for Cam Meredith, but he's coming off an ACL injury. Traquan Smith could end up being the guy that fills the role that we think that that Meredith might be filling this year, opposite uh, of. Uh, What's his name? Michael uh Silver? No. Jordan. No, Michael Jordan. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Michael Jordan. No, yeah. what the, the wide receiver for New Orleans. Michael Thomas. Thank you. Oh, the number for, one receiver. Yeah, thank you for helping me out I, there. Literally, like, I was just trying to think of other Michael names besides yeah. I had no way I wasn't even putting any thought into that. I apologize. I, yeah, I was not trying to help you. That's okay. I can tell. Um it was one of those brain fart moments. Trying to be somebody's number one comedian over here. It's not working out too well. Yeah, not at all. Um, but anyway, Traquan Smith can end up being the number two to Michael Thomas, basically, in the long term, in my eyes. And yeah, and to me, I like the land spot. The only thing I'm worried about is long-term value there with Drew Brees probably out the door by the time Michael Traquan Smith is relevant. Um, but I think talent could supersede that. This is a guy I like a lot. I had some drop issues, but like I said, has really long arms, made some really tough catches, some nice acrobatic catches. Never missed a game in his entire career. Kind of reminds me of, you know, not as big, but the way he runs. It's kind of like a little bit like Josh Gordon, those long strides there. I can there. see that a little bit, yeah. Um, so, for me, I like to pick here at the back end of the second round. He 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 caps off a nice, solid tier of players where right where we get past after this, I'm kind of like, Because after this, man, honestly, after Traquan Smith, I'm going to start drafting these tight ends. I'm drafting quarterbacks. Like Here's where I'm going to start getting interested in Hayden Hurst, Mark Andrews, and with the next pick, I'm taking Sam Darnold, uh, QB for the Jets. Again, a quarterback I liked a lot coming out of college. I know you weren't big on him, but I liked him a lot. Was you know I was totally okay if the Browns took him number one overall. For me, it, quarterbacks are too hard to predict, but here a guy who's going to be invested in the big apple uh, to me is a good investment here to back in the second round because, honestly, everybody else behind, besides here – I don't overly love. I was going to say, and the logic, you know, the logic dictates it anyway. I mean, what are you going to draft the 15th best wide receiver, the ninth or 10th best? Even You know, it's like. The only thing I'm debating here would be Hayden Hurst and Mark Andrews. And I'd probably leave Mark Andrews here, here, you know, hoping that they line Mark Andrews up in his natural position to me, which is a slot receiver right. more than a tight end. And then I'm taking Hayden Hurst. Uh, in the first, kind of maybe might do that a little bit more to me. So even now, I'm debating a pick, even though it's in at Sam Darnold, number one here, or with the last pick in the second round. I'm okay with it. In a real, you know, it depends on my team structure. Uh, you know, I'm there's a chance to take Mark Andrews here. I, I personally have Mark Andrews. I would have taken Mark Andrews at the 24th pick, so okay. I, I get what you're saying. 
Um, a little teaser for the next pick in the next podcast. Whatever <laughs> that's going to be. It's going to be back-to-back Ravens tight ends. It is. It's going to be fantastic. Amazing. Um, uh, so, so, I mean, that... I get your logic. I, I'm with your logic there with the Mark Andrews stuff. Um, Youngest quarterback in the draft. He's only just barely, I think he's, if he's 21 now. We don't want to talk too much about Mark no, Andrews. No, I'm talking about Sam Darnold. Oh, oh, Sam Darnold. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like barely. I think he's not even 21 right, yet. Right, right. Uh, yes, he's super young. So if he, if he pans out to be as good as I think he could be, which I think he's going to be pretty damn good personally, this is a guy that you can plug and play for the next 15 years, which is an unbelievable long time. In di- it's my entire career playing Dynasty. So – that is again. I've had Drew Brees for fifteen years. It's right. it's unbelievably satisfactory to have a guy that you could put back it's there. Just reassuring you don't have to worry about it. You know, you never worry about it. And, then you, yeah. and this is what you do when you have a guy like that. You have ability. You, you have ability to just do everything else on your whole team. Like and just it, keep keep rebooting everything. And in a non super flex too. This is where when you have a guy like Drew Brees, this is where you take the game. You know, you you win a championship at the back end of the round. There's nobody you love. Then you put you're in position to take. A quarterback, because a lot of times in these you know single QB leagues, a quarterback is a lot of times a luxury pick. Mm-hmm. You know, so if not, you're going to take a Baker a little bit higher. You're going to reach for those guys. You might take Lamar Jackson here. I wouldn't be. And again, I was debating even quarterback wise: do I take Josh Rosen here, or do I take Lamar Jackson here, or do I take Sam Darnold? Oh, I really like Lamar Jackson those running ability, but for me, I'm just going to take the save chalk pick. I'm just going to take Sam Darnold. Chalk it. it up. So that's it. That's our second round rookie mock draft. Um, again, we mentioned earlier that Hunter Henry's out there. Highly recommend going out there and trying to make some moves for him. He tore his ACL so early, he'll be a, totally fine for next year. Will still be in that offense where he'll be the number one upside player. He's only 23, so he'll be 24 next year going into the season. Love Hunter Henry. Still doesn't move the needle down for me at all. Love this opportunity, actually, to go out there and get Hunter Henry as people get very desperate. Yeah, and as a Hunter Henry owner in two leagues, I'm sorry. If you're a Hunter Henry owner, because it sucks. It but don't suck. give up on him. Don't give up on him. Don't give up on him. Tyler, don't do it. Oops. Oh, gosh. Too late. Just, but let's, just, get, I, just get by with whatever you can. And that's a tight end premium league. So right. I understand, like, if you like, if you expect – I know Tyler expects to compete this year, and that's his only tight end he has, then you got to make a move. You have to make – yeah. And Obviously, if, every team's different. but and the, and the thing is, you know, if you're in a position where, oh, you can't make that – like. You can't trade on any other, any other piece for a tight end because then now all of a sudden you can't compete because you don't you're like a limited comp- competitor. Then you could tra- then you might have to trade Hunter Henry. I think George Kittle is not a terrible target. He's not a bad target, no. Because I mean, I don't you're think, shooting for the upside. Yeah, you're shooting for the upside clearly, and with that, not a lot of talent around him. So that's it. In the meantime, if you want to check out all the fantastic articles, make sure you get to dynastynerds.com. Um, our rankings up there, a couple rankers are, haven't updated their rankings in a while. We haven't been pushing them too hard. They, they've been super busy, but at the same time, we're, we're building a new ranking system altogether. So that should be out without four weeks. It's going to be unbelievable, by the way. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to have so much, like it's, it's, just, it's not just to be rankings, but there's going to be so much other information to go along with those rankings. It'll be members for the nerd herd. Yep. It's going to be great. It's going to be good stuff, guys. Um, uh, real good stuff. We don't want to give away too much right now. No, four weeks away, right around there. I heard some good news, exciting stuff over the weekend. We're entering phase two. Oh, nice. Um, so make sure you check up com every single day. We do got ADP coming soon. Brand new, fresh ADP coming soon. Uh, if, all, as always, if you want to support the podcast, you can buy a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt, the most comfortable high-five intake t-shirt you're ever going to wear. Uh, you're going to look fantastic, right? 
And and it's super comfortable. Yeah, I need it to make me look better. Like you, you don't need it. I need it. <laughs> so I need stuff like that. Clothes, anything to distract them from the neck up, basically. Gotcha. Yeah. Rich, why do you work out? So you're looking at my lower body, not my <laughs> upper body. You're hideous. I know. That's what the whole point I'm talking about. Here, <laughs> um, so there's that. And if you like the podcast, you have an iPhone, leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Helps the podcast in more ways than we can describe. It keeps us at the top of the charts there. And we're on Spotify, of course, if you're listening there. Or any other way you get your podcast. If you could leave a rating and review, sure. I'll never see those ones, but I'll see the iTunes ones. You love um, those iTunes ones. Oh, I love them. I look every day for a new one. I think we're at 566. Nice. So let me do math here. You take 60 out of 100, at least 40. Subtract the 6, 34. 34 more reviews, and we have 600 reviews. That's good math, man. Yeah. You guys want to be part of that 34? The lucky 34? What's lucky about it? Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. So there's that. And then... um. If you want to talk Dynasty, I know I haven't been on Twitter much this last week and a half, two weeks, because I've been super, super busy. It's been a hard time, yeah. Yeah, I've been so freaking busy. It's unbelievable. And I'm going to be busy because you and I are going on vacation together in two yes, weeks. Yes, we are. So I got a lot jammed up there in work for me. Like today, I had to drive an hour and a half out to Amishville. Uh, there's all these Amish and their buggies on the streets. I felt so bad. It's 91 degrees out there, and these horses are carrying these Amish people. I don't even feel bad about this because they'll never hear it. So these honest people are driving around these horses, and I'm like, I'm like, this is my thought process driving home. This is how my brain works. I'm like, I wonder how smart a horse is. I was like, how pissed is he every time these cars drive by him? <laughs> Man, look at these mother effers could be driving in a car. Instead, they have me. Zeke, Zeke back here whipping me to hurry up in 91 degree weather. Mm-hmm. I see this. Look at this. Look at this brontosaurus driving by me. <laughs> and that, they don't even have it. They look comfortable. Is that air conditioning I smell in there? Oh, I hate Zeke. Go churn some more butter. Pooping on the road. Oh, my God. Oh, silly Amish. Get hip. It's 2018. What are you, an aborigine? <laughs> Might as well be. Until then. Until then. We'll be back. You hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. You follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. Hit us up anytime. And don't forget the Facebook group as well. Hit up Facebook group. Uh, you get there. If you need it, people are like, how do I get there sometimes? Just go to DynastyNerds.com. Click the link. Click group chat. Yeah. Boom. You're up in there. You're deep up in there. So deep. Um, We put that to sleep. Toot-toot. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds. 